All right. Welcome into the Section 304 podcast. This is kind of a little side episode. Yost and Durrett, for some reason we couldn't make our schedules work, which usually doesn't happen, but for some reason it happened this time. Uh, we want, I wanted to get some content out to everybody. Uh, we'll do a regular show on Thursday for the Backyard Brawl, but I thought I'd get a guy that I've known for a long time who is a WVU fan, former player, uh, has one of the most unique perspectives on, on WVU football. I, I know, um, without further ado, uh, Justin Williams, a Morgantown and Moorfield legend, affectionately known as Whitey. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chrome. Uh, pleasure to be here. <laughs> I just wanted to get your perspective. I'm going to introduce, I don't know, for, for WVU fans, um, they definitely remember Reed, but you played, you went through the transition of kneeling to Rod, and under Rod, you played for what, two years? Yes, um, two and a half. I, I didn't report to camp what would have been my junior year. <clears throat> yeah, you so, just said to hell with it. I'm going to go be a student athlete. You were a true student athlete. You were there to go to school, and you happened to have a fo- football scholarship. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, we, were, we were student athletes, me, me and Reed. And having a school teacher mom, you can relate. Yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of stuff. I mean, she didn't have to preach it that hard. It was kind of bred into us. Uh huh. <clears throat> but um, I mean, yeah, it was it was a it was a tough thing. I mean, I, I I did almost quit a year prior. It was during the summer. It's just uh, and I went in and met with Trickett, and we kind of had a conversation. And it wasn't until years later that I learned that. My dad fielded regular phone calls from Trickett to, like, kind of check, make sure I wasn't getting ready to check out. I think they knew I was a flight risk at some point because, I mean, not to make it – I didn't need football. I didn't have any of these aspirations that I was going to be in the NFL or anything like that. I was definitely better at passing tests than I was at, you know, performing on the field. So, Having said that, forward. though, you, you were penciled in to be a starter. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I don't know if it wasn't that there wasn't a desire there. It's just I'm I'm pretty I'm a realistic kind of guy. Yeah, there's there's like one center on every roster in the NFL. I'm six <laughs> three on a good day. Um, there's not any six three guards in the NFL. So right, there's right. Th- there's thirty two positions. At, at, at any rate, like I just. It, it was really kind of just like getting through the college grind. Yeah. And, and I mean, and honestly, the thing that broke for me was the guys that I was closest with were, were Zach Dillow and Lance Nemo. Oh, yeah. Group, Jason, Jason Brooks and those guys. Uh huh. I was just closer with them than I was the class maybe behind them. And uh, when they moved on, it was like my support staff, like the guys that I leaned on were gone. Yeah, yeah. So, that that I think, I don't know. I felt like I was alone. It was uh, most of my friends were outside of the program or different positions. I, I I wonder if I could have done a better job of that. But you knew me in college, Chrome. I was drinking, facing <laughs> ass, and and being a wild man. A lot of the guys that were my age in college were married. That's crazy. I, 
I would have rather cut my fucking arm off than get married in college. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't have a whole lot in common with the, the line lineman that was great guys. Love right. Him, you know. Right. Tim Brown, who's you're going to be talking about his son. Okay. His son is a, a sophomore. He's posting highlights of him on Facebook right now. If West Virginia isn't in Harrisburg High School every Friday night, shame on us because that motherfucker's going to be a five star. Oh he's wow! Unbelievable. He's he's Tim with with all the athleticism, and he's a mean son of a bitch. He's he's pushing people out of bounds through the chains and stuff. He's it's impressive. But um, yeah, it just didn't work out. And I mean, I, I remember pointedly the toughest conversation I had was with my brother, and uh, it was real emotional. Um, but, you know, he was nothing but supportive. And then it, it came full circle when it was time for him to get recruiting. Um, I kind of helped train him through the program. I mean, any any house, any college athlete at that time was a better trainer than you were getting at a high school level. Right. So I could just hand him a book, like, here, do this. And um, it was the previous summer's conditioning, but we practiced his takeoffs and it was right when satellite camps had started. So I drove him up to Penn State one summer day. He ran a 4640, 469, or 479, or something. And I was like, we can fucking go home now. Like, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as you, if you can weigh 200 pounds and then run a 47, you're in good shape. Yeah, I can remember you telling us, like, I'm not just saying this because I'm his brother. Like, Reed's going to be, Reed's going to be a D1 guy. And when he was in, um, he'll contribute he in high school. My buddies like we five years different. So I never got to play with him, but, um, all my friends who were like a year behind or still in, in high school when I left were like, your brother's fucking insane. Like he's good. He like broke his arm or his hand, like his first game in high school. And then the next game he blocked a punt with it and scored a touchdown. He was the best high school player on the defensive side of the ball than I've ever watched in person. He was lights out. Yeah, and I, I can remember when he was a freshman, you were like, he, he's going to play. And he did. Yeah, he played special teams, and he was, what, two, a two? And then from there on out, he started the whole time. He split with Bobby Hathaway his sophomore year. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think that was a senior getting reps, right? Yeah. So, he, he was, but I think that year he had seven sacks because he was outside. He was blitzing more. He just had a a nose for the football. Something we've lacked the last ten years is a guy in the middle of the field that makes a forty-yard game a seven-yard game. Or I always said that was what Reed was best at. Like at the end of the game, it wasn't like TFLs and stuff because he was basically a safety almost at the line of scrimmage and. I mean, he was just making sure that a guy that got through wasn't going to burn you for something that, like, a 40-yard game, like, it, he could reduce it to a 7-yard game. Yeah, I don't and think that position's been right since David Long. I, I like I like Koba yes. outside now. Yes. That's, that's more of a natural fit. But it scares the shit out of me we got a true freshman in the fucking Mike position. Or a freshman. Yeah, I think the uh, Lathan guy played pretty well against Penn State in – you got Cutter, who played against Duquesne, who looked pretty good. They were he le- he tied for leading the team in tackles with four. Is so. that the kid from North Carolina? Yeah. So, Castile told a friend of mine that that guy 
is the next read. Like he's he's got that. Good. So I'm I'm, I'm I've got him highlighted. I'm going to be watching that guy. What'd you think of the Duquesne game? What you got to watch? What well, it, it it was what it, what it should be. I thought we looked flat when we came out. I mean, Neil said it in the presser after the game, and then we did what we should do. You know, it was like six consecutive touchdowns after that. Yeah, three that's really we, quick in the second quarter. That's how it should be. I'll tell you what, though, we put our. <laughs> I, I don't think one thing. I wonder if, if um, I was just thinking of Jaheim White and Reed and I were talking earlier. In uh, Reed's freshman year, I went to the Maryland game. It was we won Syracuse. You remember Colson had a rough day. Yes. Three times, I think. Yeah. We were really trying to figure out our identity. And college is different to pros. You're changing your identity every year. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of in a lot of ways. But um, I remember after that game, Gwaltney had a great game, like 100 yards, two touchdowns. Schmidt was all over the place. Right. And um, uh, uh, Jamal Dow was just knocking motherfuckers out at the end of that game. It was wonderful. It was a great performance. And that's that's when that game was kind of – that was the gauge, man. If we beat Maryland, we were going to be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And it was on the road. We – I mean, you know, when I was playing, Maryland beat the shit out of us all the time. Like, I got we got dog cussed at a home game because remember that little returner they had, Steve Suter. Or yes. Something? That, yes. God damn. I'll bet our, I'll bet I'll bet Tony Gibson still has nightmares about that guy. But um, I just remember in the locker room after the game, I waited for Reed. He came out and he's like, "That's the guy that should be starting." And he pointed to Steve Slayton, and. We really didn't start. I was. I went back through the schedule because again, Slayton didn't even really start playing until the fifth game of the season. Yeah, against VT. It was VT. We couldn't get anything going. We put him in the game. We had one good possession, and then. Do you remember what happened? Football. Yeah. He fumbled in the end zone, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Here's a safety. He picks the ball up, reverses field, and gets like 25 yards. I was like, yeah, "Who I mean, the? Everyone, who the fuck gear. is this guy?" Well, I, I say all that to say we just found a fourth, our fourth string running back has a different gear than the rest of the guys. And I really like CJ, but he looks a lot like Gwaltney when Jaheim White's getting the ball. Uh-huh. I wonder about that. And the other thing, getting ready to play Pitt, I mean, what do you think? I just read on um, the coach's presser after the game, what's his name? Oh, the – Nardushi. Oh my God! What a piece of shit. And um, he uh, he um, he was bitching about his defensive line. They're going to have twelve guys in the box. <laughs> on Saturday. I would say so too. I I they they remember how that went last year. Yeah, I would say they're they're going to say all right, uh, make Hudson Clement beat us. Yeah. Right. Wow. How about that guy? That's shocking. And then I learned that they've clocked him going 22 miles an hour. He's one of the fastest guys on the team. Yeah. Yeah, that blew me away. He was in the game, and I was like, who is 84? I've never never seen this guy. And he looked great. I, I'll be honest with you. He, he got a scholarship after the game, but I think you play him. I don't know. I would shuffle. He stepped in for Carter, who was hurt. He was a late scratch. I would move Carter. I'd let him play that position. I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but other starters were in there and they were dropping balls. 
I think I Let's, think he earned the right to play. You got to put the guys that are making plays on the field. Absolutely, you got to play your hot hand. That's one thing I think the staff has been very conservative. Man, you you don't need to be conservative anymore, man. You're coaching for your job every week. Yes, I think. I mean, if, if Colorado serves one thing, if you've got some aces, throw them out there. I mean, so you got to figure out a way to get multiple guys on the field. I, and, and I don't think what you're saying is Devin Carter off the field. Right. You got to figure out a way to get both of them on the field. Yeah. Um, and and Cole, Cole too. Um, I like him. I think, you get, I think you got three good pass catchers there. Yeah. Um, what's 29's name? Preston Fox from he's Morgantown. Got a, he's got, he, you can't. You cannot drop balls. No. White receivers cannot drop balls. No. He made a. He made it. He scored a touchdown, but he did. He did. That doesn't cancel out the drop. No, yeah. it really doesn't. And in a bigger game, that mistake gets That's magnified right. big time. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, but I thought Green really looked good throwing the deep ball. But here's the other thing. I'm looking at Pitt. Pitt lost five guys that they had rotating in the front last year that were that we kicked the shit out of last year. Yes. If they put ten guys in the box, we still need to run the ball. That's – that, that, I, I don't understand – and I don't know what it is, but people act like one Pitt was more talented than us last year. Yes, think, they were. But we played them straight up. We did. I thought that their defensive line. I mean, they had a lot of accolade. I watched them. They should have beaten Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then I thought our offensive line at at least held their own. Maybe one. This offensive line that we have right now. Their their circle is more talented than the group we had that averaged 300 yards a game rushing. So where's that land? And that's that's what I want to get into here in a little bit. The 2002 team. That's the my analogy for this team. But um, I, I uh, back to Pitt though. I think why people think Pitt is better than they were last year blows me away because they had a lot of fifth year seniors on the offensive line. Then they had a first round defensive lineman. Clancy. Yeah, and then they have a new quarterback in, and he was the greatest thing since Dan Marino. But if you hear about how their game went over the weekend, like they're already ready to get rid of him. So he well, he was bitching at the press conference about the fans booing. Like, <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah, that's like, I'm sure that was the first thing he got to talk to his coaches about after you know the dust settled on Monday. Um, you, you you can't do that. No. And then he, he said at the end of this thing I read, I'm excited to go on the road after this crap last weekend. Boy, it's a way to win a fan base. We, we saw a guy who won a lot of games totally set fire to his legacy with Skylar Howard, the way he exited talking shit about the fans. Hey, expect the fans to be jackasses. That's what happens. You know? Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan, too. I'm a jackass when I'm a fan. I'm, I'm part of the problem. I'm definitely part of the problem. Yeah, just expect that. But you can't start, like, gesturing at him or stuff. It takes one act like that, and it's it's just you're, you can't win another argument at that point. And that tells me you're coming to Morgantown. You, think, you, you don't think he's going to get rattled in Morgantown? He can't oh, handle man. Pitt fans? Well, I know he's 10 of 32 last week at Cincinnati. I don't – 10 of 32. They also – they rushed 29 times for 83 yards. 
Yeah. I don't know what Cincinnati has. That's, I, I'll play ignorant. Cincinnati has arguably the best defensive line in the Big 12 per every analyst out there, which kind of hard for me to believe, but yeah. I'll take their word for it. I don't know. Better than Texas? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma? Sure. Kansas okay. State? Mm, mm, okay. Well, whatever, but it, what I saw last week was Pitt could not run the ball, and they gave up 216 yards rushing. So I know what they're going to have to do. I, I, I hope we come out throwing. You zig when they zag. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to abandon the run, but you need to take the top, the top off of that thing. If you've got somebody you can believe in, and for whatever reason, it seems like our quarterback throws better deep balls than he does short. I have a theory on that, too. I think he needs a bucket to throw over the line of scrimmage. He's We have a giant offensive line. I don't That's think true. That is, that is a good call. I don't think he can see. So I think he's got – he's decent finessing, but – we're not giving him many lanes. I wonder if I wonder if you spread your splits out a little bit, but then it becomes more difficult to pass block if you do that. I don't know. I'm not going to act like I'm in the room, but I mean, one theory I got is he can't see. That that could very well be the case. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pay closer attention to it, but <clears throat> I mean, Brown keeps talking about missing layups. Yeah, I. Th- he had a couple early in the game that he missed, maybe one or two, but as the game went on, in the, Penn State games. in the first half he did. I thought I, I know Penn State had their second string in at the end of the game, but that last touchdown drive, he looked pretty good against Penn State. Yeah, and, and but dictating pace, and and I thought we play calling's been so vanilla. It, it, if you're good at something, do it all the time. Dare them to stop you, but we don't have any kind of identity to be able to do that kind of thing. I got to believe this offensive line has that kind of ability, though. I mean, I don't think we have a guy on our offensive line who's worse than third-team all-conference. That's a talented offensive line. Very talented. You have probably Zach the be- best center in the country. Hit, Zach Frazier's going to be playing on Sundays. Yes. He looked – he very much looked the part against Penn State. He, he looks at every time you put him out there. Uh-huh. It still breaks my heart that that snap at Oklahoma because if there's any guy on the team that doesn't deserve to have to feel bad after a game, it's that guy. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you get a guy with some physical talent and he's got a wrestler mentality like he does, like I was reading some shit where like he was doing like 5,000 jump ropes a day. Dude, go do 100 jump ropes and, and tell me that that guy's not a psychopath. I mean, he lost one wrestling match in high school. He – He's he's got it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I love watching that kid play. Yeah, I, I I have a theory that we're not even against Penn State. We didn't show much because everything's going into the pit game because no one expected us to beat Penn State. And I I think in year five of a program, if that's your approach in that kind of game, that is some some major red flags. But if, if I didn't live amongst all these people, I wouldn't have given a shit about the Penn State result. But I live in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. I'm surrounded by Penn State and Pitt fans. You couldn't find a Penn State fan five years ago up here for some reason. I can't remember if there was something that they were embarrassed about <laughs> or something. It was weird. But uh, 
And Pitt didn't act like they had a program until about two or three years ago. So those were, those were nice times. I also hate that we didn't get to play Penn State when we would have beat the shit out of them. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they had some really down years. They weren't interested in it, but that quarterback they have is like shit. Yes. It's, you hate to see it. And they've been sending NFL. I'm a Commanders fan. That Dotson guy's unbelievable. They, they got, they've had talent. Yeah, Michael Parsons had a pretty good game last night, too. Yeah, the Dallas defense is decent. Yeah. But, um, what's uh, what about the freshman from um, oh crap, the basketball player, the one that we got from Laurel Hollins from uh Gallagher? Are we going to try to work getting him the ball or anything? Because man, we do not have any guys in the intermediate that can turn a bubble screen into ten yards. I think he's the guy they. Played him against Duquesne, and he I think he has the skill set to do that. They've also commented that he is not afraid to block, which for a true freshman, yeah. he's a ball a player. Quarterback. Right. Yeah, now he he had a touch. He tried to extend to get a touchdown, and he fumbled. And mm-hmm. they weren't real happy about that, which I understand, but – Whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's Neil said he came off the sideline and was like, I know, I screwed up. But, I mean, it's a guy's first crack at a touchdown. I don't blame him. If he would have scored a touchdown, everybody would have been sucking him off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he looks good. I, I they, they've run, they ran a reverse to him, and then I think, he, I think you're going to see him a lot more. I hope they're not blowing smoke. I, think, I mean, Neil, apparently he, he asked – like, do you want me to come to camp or do you want me to play basketball? And they told him he could go play basketball. That's going to catch you first year. I mean, yeah. if he had another semester and a spring ball under his belt, I'm sure he'd be heavier in the rotation right now. But the, the concern I have, and it's with Nico too, you don't get the luxury of time with these guys with the portal. Um, you think Penn State doesn't wouldn't like to have that guy? I, I, their message boards blew up about – West Virginia overpaying what Penn State does. And oh I, yeah, I but they were they were real salty that we got Gallagher. Um, don't I guess what I'm saying is don't get too cute or his ass will go somewhere else. I think the same thing with Jaheim White. Yeah, agreed. I he he ran the first time I saw him play in the spring game. I mean, you played in a couple spring games. You just don't break off long plays in spring games for whatever reason. And well, because you've been playing against the same exact people for four weeks, they know everything. It nothing sucks more ass as a player than spring ball. <laughs> if you can get, my brother said the one silver lining to shoulder surgery was he didn't have to have spring ball for two years. <laughs> spring ball's the worst. <laughs> You're playing the but same guy every single day. He had a he had a fucking sixty-five yard touchdown in the spring game, and I was like. Who in the hell is that? Then I figured out who it was. I don't know if you heard anything about White in high school, but he destroyed Eastern PA football. Yeah, I don't get exposure to the East much. It's whippy old stuff up here. So I'm acutely aware of like the the Woodland Hills, the Nick Kwiatkowski, like Bethel Park area. Uh-huh. Honestly, Pitt's got a kid who went to Florida. His, his last name's McMillan. And – um. He went to Florida last year, was in the rotation in Florida as a safety. He's going to be starting Saturday for Pitt. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on him. His uh, his uncle coached my daughter in soccer. That's that's man. The football up here is, is crazy. There's there's a lot of talent, and it's like guys you're not even hearing about end up starting. It's like Gemitter, Gemitter. Is that his? How do you say yeah, Gemitter. Yeah, he's from Bethel Park too. That's mm-hmm. Nick, Nick's high school. So <clears throat> there's always guys up here that we that we lock up. Um, but not as much exposure to Eastern ever towards like Philadelphia and Harrisburg and whatnot. Yeah, White was from, I think White was from York. York, yeah. I looked it up prior. I didn't know if he was a Florida or Pennsylvania kid. He's got, he's got juice, man. He does. He's got, it, it, there's nothing wrong with having a little change of pace. No, he, he would compliment CJ too. And they say he's a great pass catcher. He can really do everything. Like, I guess during camp, they, they noticed him, noticed him in the spring, obviously, and then during camp they were seeing if he did little things like block stuff that freshmen, I don't know, aren't ready to do or just don't know how to do it because they dom, you know, you dominate high school football when you're a Division One recruit, and he did all the little things that you would see out of a guy that had played for a couple years. So yeah, I, it's, I think he's it's, a diamond in the rough, man. Well, and, and nothing's harder to do than block somebody in space or try to tackle somebody in space. Even if, even with a twitchy athlete like a tailback, that's, and you're usually giving up 25, 30 pounds, mm-hmm. which is also nothing to sneeze at. And but, fucking NFL running backs don't like blocking. No, hell no. And they won't play rookie running backs when third down for that reason. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. I don't, th- I think people, our fans kind of checked out of that Duquesne game when it was 14 to 10 and there was some negativity, which I understand, but I don't think people understand that these FCS teams are not as bad no. as people think no. they are. Tennessee was they, beating Austin P 13 to six at halftime. Yeah. Th- there was all kinds of that stuff going on Saturday when I was looking at the scoreboard and the Penn state guy was trying to give me shit about it. And I'm like, I mean, Penn state's legitimately top 10, probably for the first time since, that I can remember. They're a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. After the top 10, it's pretty flat. Right. Like, like everybody's blowing Colorado. Talk to me in five weeks and see what Colorado's doing. Yeah, look at their schedule. Look at their schedule and look at their depth. Uh, you don't replace depth overnight. No. The shader is good. The Travis Hunter might be the best player in college sports. Um, but after that, what? After you lose two guards or something, they're going to have to deal with some stuff. But what what I'm saying is there's a lot of parity after you get through the top level. And um, Penn State's at that top level. I agree. I think I don't even think it's 10. I think there's probably six teams that can win it all. Well, the one thing Penn State has in their favor is that quarterback's going to improve, and he's already really good. Yeah. The NFL drafts or NFL scouts are already all over him. I couldn't believe how efficient he was. I was very – as soon as I saw him make a couple of those out throws, I knew we were screwed. I mean, our secondary looks clueless. Um, they did I not have like a good day. Every, I say that every year, but it's discouraging that they still seem confused with the scheme. Yeah. And- I, I, think, I think we need to bring the pain, and we got to make the quarterback's clock start ticking because we love to sit back. And do a four-man rush. There's no Bruce Irvin's on the offense defensive line. 
I like Sean Martin a lot. I think that kid's he's got this, he's got a shot. Yeah, but and <coughs> how much even, oh, the transfer portal and the secondaries were killed us. What was it two years ago when all those guys left? Yeah, do you remember when I was talking to Tyke Smith? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But how much? How much blown coverage? How much of it's blown coverage? How much of it is just lack of talent? And can you clean the blown coverage stuff up? Because I swear to God, we've been saying this for this is second year in a row where they're like, ah, it's blown coverage. We're going to clean it up, and they never do. <coughs> I think our front seven or front six, whatever you want to call it, is much better than expected. I think we've been saying it every year except for those two years with Scholar Howard and Wendell Smallwood. Uh-huh. Well, on def- defensively, I think our front seven's a lot better than everyone thought. I agree. I'm talking to Reed about that. It just as simple as I think you unlocked Koba's talent by just moving him outside. Uh huh. He looks. I mean, he looks like an all-conference guy to me. Yeah, yeah. He really played well against Penn State. I think I think Duquesne had three yards rushing, which that's what you kind of expect. That's but should be. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, they did their job. I, the secondary, their first touchdown. Oh man, I mean, number seven. I hate calling guys out, but he he got lost against Penn State a couple times. He looked lost, and he immediately got pulled. Um, I think they yeah. they adjusted in the second half a little bit, but I'll be honest with you, Duquesne had two guys that I would offer in the transfer portal portal at wide receiver. The guy that got loose on the fade. Yeah. Yeah, given our, our woes right now, wide receiver. Now, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get better. <clears throat> maybe. I think that's the thing this year. Um, flashback to 2002, that team started out. They went to Wisconsin. Or you guys, you were on the team, actually. We go up there, not ready to play a team like that. It was year two of Rod. Well, I'm not a big moral victory guy, but that one kind of felt like one. It felt like it could have gone like 50 to seven, uh-huh. and we ended up making a run in the second half, and making them sweat a little bit. Yeah, I think the final was 34 to 17. Right, right. I forgot that, that. A, we were down 31 to three. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's little games like that, and then the Cincinnati doink game. That's that's one of the most underrated wins in history in my opinion because we didn't win a road game the year before yeah Caridi uh he said that as much too I think that was the biggest win the first year yeah winning's a habit I mean it really is um excuse me a second I gotta I gotta get a drink of water okay hold on a second you're good okay all right I should be all right um that Cincinnati team was good too. Cincinnati always had. I mean, I never understood why they weren't in a big conference back then because they always looked the part. We, we, you got on the field with them, and they'd have guys that you knew were going to have a chance to play on Sunday. I mean, yeah. they had two defensive ends off of that team played in the NFL for a while. That's that's when they really started, I think, getting better. I don't know if you remember them in like the late '80s, but they were a doormat. We beat no, them but, sixty-nine to three in Morgantown with Major Harris, and they, I mean, they were terrible. And then early 2000, they, well, hell, they beat us in 2003. 
which was a shocker. Yeah, that was the year we started out, what, one and four? Yep. And that turned out to be okay. Um, yeah. But no, but O two, it was like, <clears throat> I mean, we had a, we had a quarterback, but the one thing we had the advantage over this bunch is we knew what we needed to do. We had to run the ball. Uh huh. We had a fast quarterback, so we had eleven people taking part in every run play. Um, I, I really feel like we got the potential to do that this year, but I don't think we look like very confident running the zone read. He hasn't really kept the ball yet. No, he's got to man. That's 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 the that's the cheap. That's the that's the cheapest ten yards you can get when that defensive end crashes down. It, there's just so many levels to it. I mean, you're watching it. It's on Sunday now, too. Yeah, which blows my mind. Game, we're the only ones doing it. Now you're watching. Most NFL teams have something, even if they motion, even if they have like a slow quarterback, they'll motion them out and run it anyway. Yeah, and and I think Green's a guy. If you miss a tackle on him, he can go the distance. He's well, got. We've seen it. Yeah, I. I, I, I yeah, I, he he absolutely does. He's got juice too, man. I'm, it's, and I feel like being balanced for the sake of being balanced is not a good strategy. You got to do the things you're good at, whatever mm-hmm. moves the ball. Um, and that's what we did in O two. We the running game clicked. I think we had what did we have against ECU over 500 yards rushing. Yeah. Then we yeah. ran it down Miami's throat. Miami was number one in the country. I mean, the whole damn defense played in the NFL. And then by, by the end of the year, we go beat ranked VT and ranked Pitt on the road. And if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd have said you were crazy. But it's been a long time since West Virginia has had a team that has improved over the course of the year. I mean, Dana's teams were what they were. They were, they were a lot of fun to watch, but, I mean, they were, they were what they were. Probably win eight, get seven, eight games, and that was it. Going to lose to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, you you said winning's a habit. We have not. Neil has not had a three game winning streak at West Virginia. That's why I say. That's all record now. Yeah, that's why. I mean, he has. Or huh? What's his overall record? Twenty three and twenty nine. I think so. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's I mean, not. That's why I say he's got to win Saturday. He has to beat Texas Tech. You do I mean, that. The athletic director is not here anymore because of his contract. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we fired guys for less. How about that? Not fired, but had to move on. It's a hell of a contract. I wish my employer would give me a guaranteed 10-year contract with 100% bio clause. Yeah. Ridiculous. It wasn't good. No, but I, I, I agree. I, I mean – that's that's you get some unity and winning's fun. It makes the, the hard days worth it. Um, it's just easier to work. I mean, you it's just like any other job. I mean, these kids are employed and it's legit now. It's an employment. That's uh-huh. the hardest job I've ever had. And um, I mean, if you're winning, if you're doing well, if your business is thriving, it's easier to get up and go to go to work every day. Um, and and you keep more unity. You're going to get less people leaving and having to replace this guy and that. You're always going to have some guys that are disgruntled. There's a lot of egos in that locker room, man. It's, uh, I mean, I come from a small town of 2,600 people. 
the biggest shock of all was just going in the locker room with a bunch of alphas. It's it's a new experience, um, truly, and it, it's it can overwhelm you. Um, the the thing that I think if we could just figure out a way to win some games, I don't care how we do it. You don't have to win by thirty. Just win a couple games against. This sounds easy, but I was going down through the schedule for each this weekend. I, I mean, every game with the exception of maybe Oklahoma is a 50-50 coin toss to me. Mm-hmm. You've got BYU at home, UCF at home. No, they're on the road. That's on the road. Oh, UCF is away. Yeah. BYU at home. Is Cincinnati in Morgantown? Yes. These are all like we could win or lose all these games. Um, so we're going to find out pretty quick what kind of habits we have and how it's going to work out. Um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. I, I, I could see us winning eight games. I could see us winning three or four. And, and I, I like Neil. I think Neil does everything the right way. And a lot of people are down on him and it just tells you all that matters is winning. But the thought of starting over again scares yeah. the shit out of me. Because well, and I think other than the buyout, it keeps recruiting good kids and getting nice classes. But I mean, I'm not. I'm a a quarter. A, a program generally as good as their quarterback. Absolutely, player. that's his big mistake. Well, we haven't. When's the last time we got our own quarterback? It was Gina, right? Well, Green. Before that, though, it was Gina. Well, yeah. Yeah. Prior prior to this, yeah, it was Gina. We. we We've had to recycle. That is not the way to do it. You, you hopefully you can identify. You, you recruit one every year. You only need to hit like one out of three. We haven't hit one for. I mean, the jury's out on the two we have now. But there, there's not going to be inconsistency in winning if you can't keep your quarterback upright and have him be somebody that can lead you to wins. Uh, however, whatever it needs to be, Garrett Green doesn't have to throw for 300 yards a game. Um, but we got to figure out a recipe that's going to work for him. I'd like to see him use his wheels a little more than they have, honestly. I I, I feel like the opportunity. I'm 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 a disciple of Rich Rod, man. I'm going to tell you we need to run zone read. I don't know why everyone doesn't. Defense can never be right. It's like stealing. <laughs> I'm with you. I I. That's another weapon, and that's another thing, especially. If you have a quarterback who is as fast as Green is and he can make a guy miss and go for 65, I think that gives defensive coordinators nightmares that you have yeah, one more sure. guy that you got to worry about. Well, and, then you can get Pat White to come play for your team instead of LSU on the heels of a national championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you're going to let him play quarterback. Right, right. Turn him loose. I but, met a guy this weekend that was immediately, oh, I remember. You guys had Pat White and Steve Slayton. It's been a long time. It's been a long <laughs> it's time. Years. I, I'm yeah. telling you, man, I get on these big Big 12 Twitter spaces and conversations on Twitter, <laughs> and we are not even on the radar anymore. It's amazing. Like, they don't even factor us in. Occasionally they'll talk about us, but we are just the biggest afterthought. And – it it it's really hard to believe where we are right now. I mean, we have the bottom hasn't dropped out where we're like two and ten, but we we are irrelevant as we have been in my lifetime right now. 
it feels a lot like when I came in. I remember we were four and eight. Uh huh. The year before, and like, I mean, I was getting recruited by Pitt in Maryland, and their recruiting guys were like talking shit to me about WVU sports. <laughs> and unbeknownst to them, it was making me fucking hate them. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember Maryland beat us something like thirty-eight to nothing that year, and oh. their their uh, whoever Vanderland and that recruiting me called and was like talking shit and I was like I don't really want to talk I got off the phone with them. <laughs> like I mean I was watching that game I rooted for it, it probably wasn't a good marriage in retrospect but I mean these were the schools that were recruiting me and it, it, Pitt I almost went to Pitt my brother says I should have it's hard to say that but yeah they liked me they offered me very early in the game I had to go to Morgantown and earn a scholarship um, during camp, but they only took two linemen that year. They had a, bo- a bunch of linemen the previous year. Who was the other lineman? Jeff Burke. Okay. Yeah, the, it was mostly, man, I would go back and look at our class. Uh, the recruiting class I was a part of would get you fired today. <laughs> it was like yeah, 28 stars between all of us. <laughs> And the guys that were, like, the highest-rated recruits, I don't even think they ever made it to campus. I remember that year. Was that the year we brought in Rashid and Hostetler's nephew? We did, yes. I mean, bless his heart. If his last name was Smith, he wouldn't have been at WVU. <laughs> Who else was in that class? Oh, man. There was a – I roomed with a guy from New Jersey – who's just one of the worst humans. His name was like Adam Wang or something. I don't care if he hears it. He's a piece of crap. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, just one of the most hard to get along with. Remember Ryan Thomas was in our class. Oh, yeah. Um, who else? He actually made – he played, though, a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. He was, he was he, solid. I'm just thinking of – We just didn't throw to the tight end back then. Not, not that we, much has changed. Hopefully that changes this year. We had a guy named Quentin Swain who actually played as a freshman. You remember him from Florida? A safety? Um, no, nah, he was a linebacker. He was a, a linebacker. Yeah. Huh. No. He was actually, he, he he was a hitter, but like not a lot of not a lot of stars in my class. Um, Burke was probably one of the more Lynch. Lynch. Oh, that's right. Lynch, Lynch and Lenore, the two guys from Oil City, right? Yeah. Yep. We had some running back from like. Remember that little white running back we had? Vernillo? Yeah, Mike Vernillo. He was a big he was like a big time guy out of PA, right? He I think he was the state's all time rushing leader. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But it's a crapshoot. It, it was not to be. No. <laughs> um, so I mean, I guess the Oil City guys, which is funny because I think their high school went three and seven. <laughs> what? They ended up, yeah, dude, they were terrible. Which how in the hell could you do that with those two those two SOBs on the line? Uh, that's on, uh, um, just blew my mind. That that blows me away. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, they're they're terrible. But then the next year is when we brought in Moses and Pacman. Oh yeah, that's I remember talking to you. I was like, who do we got? And you were like, there's a guy named Dan Moses that is incredible, and then Pacman is a guy from Atlanta named Pacman. Like, watch out. Moses looked like a freaking 30-year-old when he showed up. Like, yeah, like, I mean, linemen are usually 
not very vascular. He had like veins all through his forearms and shit and looked the part. It was like, okay, that guy'll probably be pretty good. And they were telling me this little guy named Pac Man. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. First day of practice, they, uh, there's a screen pass. And I'm running out in the flat to like block the safety. And this corner comes up and tries to knock the shit. I mean, I got, I got 130 pounds on him. He's, but he tries to he hits me right in the face and starts talking shit. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's Pac-Man. And it was like two plays later, he picked six, uh, Charles Hales. And I was like, hmm, that guy's probably going to be all right. <laughs> I love Pac-Man. He's a good dude. Good teammate. Good teammate. I think he's Pac-Man the best best player at his position that I've ever seen at West Virginia. Not only I go back to like 87, 88. I'll tell you what, man, it would have been interesting to see how Slim would have done if he would have had a full career in the NFL. Yeah. He was a number three receiver, and he caught ten touchdown passes. Crazy. Yep. We had we had some dogs, man. That's why I hear, I hear McAfee talking about dogs all the time. That's one thing we had. We were tough. I think that's one of the things that it's hard to be a nice guy like the coach we have right now and have a bunch of motherfuckers on the field on Saturday. And you need motherfuckers to win. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's the, I mean, when you're recruiting, we're recruiting at a level we never did back then when we were winning eight, nine games a year. What's the difference? I Quarterback. Don't tell me it's talent. It's quarterback. It's that, that's part of it, but system for the quarterbacks you can get. Mm-hmm. I knew when we were going to try to start throwing 50 times a game and chuck it with, like, Oklahoma. I mean, we're never going to be able to recruit at the level that the Alabamas and Oklahomas do. we got to be doing something different when they're doing something. But right? th- that's not how teams play in the e- East Coast, right? Mm-mm. All right now, it's a lot of pro style. Yeah, it's a different deal. and I... But we don't play on the East Coast. <laughs> that's true. It's a very good we point. Play. We play a bunch of great. We play the we play the flyover states. That's that's why I think we need to get back. I, and I hope it happens. I hope this is the transition where we get back to run, run heavy, and physical up front. Good offensive line play, good defensive line play, and we're the we're the team you don't want to play. We're the anti air raid. So like Kansas State, like if we could just emulate yes. a program, I love to what what I. I'm not excited to turn a Kansas State game on, but when I start watching them, I get excited. And they win. They do. There's a recipe for that. They're recruiting under us every year, and just kicking our ass. Yep. That's they're that's who Jaheim White reminds me of, and I, I think I told you this on the phone the other day. He reminds me of a Kansas State running back. Deuce. Deuce. Sproles, he's a little bit bigger than Sproles, but a little guy who's fast but can break tackles and is a hell of a lot stronger than he looks. I mean, Slayton at his best was when he weighed 185 pounds. Oh, yeah. He was the best running back in the country when he weighed 180 or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> We're about – Lost his gear. <clears throat> no, I don't want to talk bad about Slayton. Slayton was unbelievable. If he hadn't had that freak injury with his wrist, he would have had a good career in the NFL. Uh-huh. But if you can't hold on to the ball, it's tough to stay on the field. Um, and, and I hope – I mean, we got a lot of guys that care. 
I mean, Pac-Man's, anytime I listen to McAfee, he's just talking WVU, WVU, WVU. McAfee can be an ambassador of the program. I hope, and this is something Reed and I, you know, have casually discussed in the years. We got to get somebody who brings the home, like, brings the homeboys back, man. Mm-hmm. There's, like, it's a love thing. Like, it's not like Florida State or, or, or these big programs. I mean, I'm sure it's like that there, but if you're not an NFL Hall of Famer, nobody gives a shit about you. Um, these fans care. We got to get them back. 50,000 in a game, home opener. I don't give a shit who we're playing. I mean, and, and we should not have the most expensive tickets in the Big 12. That's either. that's a great point. I'll, I'll tell you what. I the The sections that were empty on Saturday – those were the casual get to go to maybe one game a year, and we have priced those people out, unfortunately. I mean, West Virginia is not a affluent state, let's just be honest. And some people get to make one game a year, and now they can't. I mean, gas, most West Virginia fans, I would say, travel at minimum an hour and a half to get there. So I was getting ready to say probably closer to three hours. Two, yeah, I'm two and a half, and – Charleston, that's the biggest population center, and you know how many people ride up on game day from Charleston. So, and I hate to bitch. I mean, normally I do not eat in the stadium because we have a tailgate, but during that rain delay, I got a pepperoni roll, a bottle of water, and a large Coke, and it was $20. And I'm like, I get you got to mark beer up and you got to mark some stuff up, but at a gas station, that would be $7. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you are just absolutely throwing your fans under the bus with this type of shit. If anything, well, they need to be the anti make stuff well, cheaper. I mean, maybe, maybe some decision makers need to read some message boards. I mean, there's, there's a lot of truth to it. You can chalk it up as bitch sessions, but I mean, it's basically a survey. Yeah. And I'm going to be there regardless, but there are a lot of people that were five and three and, the season's not going very well. They would much rather sit on their couch instead of driving two hours from Parkersburg to watch West Virginia or wherever. I mean, that's just the reality. The NFL faces that. Like, how do you – because the game – watching a game at home is not bad. And we're on TV yeah. every game now. I mean, I can rem- I'm sure you can remember when there were games that were not on the on TV. You had to listen to it on the radio. <laughs> You couldn't pick me up and carry me to a Steelers game. I would rather sit on my couch. I mean, I'm not a Steelers fan, but yeah, it's pretty cool to watch an NFL game. Getting in and out is such a pain in the ass. It, it just it makes it not even worth it. Mm-hmm. Now, Morgan's a little different. The tailgate scene, you know, it, it, it it's a little bit different. I mean, the Steelers do tailgate well for an NFL team, but um, you just hate that you're losing that, that, that unity. I mean, West Virginia, we've said it a million times. There's no pro teams. The pro team is the West Virginia University football team. But we got to figure out a way. The Country Roads Trust, I'll tell you, I've been shocked at how successful that's been. Mm-hmm. That is very encouraging. It's going to take some stuff like that. And then Baker. Like Baker's real big on bringing the Mac back. I think I think one of the main re- – this is just me talking out my ass, but I think one of the reasons Lions got fired was the fundraising apparatus – like the Mac, that sort of stuff had taken a step back, and that can't happen right now. I mean, you have. I, with you. I think I think we're gonna have a hell of a time holding on to that. Guy. Yeah, I mean, COVID changed everything. There's nothing you can do about that, and people have basically 
cut stuff like college football out and I mean you can't we can't we cannot afford to lose that kind of stuff. Penn State might be able to Florida State whoever the bigger programs might be able to West Virginia cannot. We have to be we have no margin for error is what I'm saying. No we don't and and it, I mean I I wanted to work with Neil too. But I got to believe this is a make or break year for him. I think it is. I don't think we would fire him in season, but I, if he doesn't win seven or eight games this year, I think he's gone. It's like $4 million if we wait till January 1st, right? Right. I hate to play those games, but, I mean, West Virginia's operating at a deficit already. Mm-hmm. Did you drop some linguistics programs, I saw? Yes. I don't, I don't want to get into all that. But <laughs> it, it's, there's, there's, it's a tricky formula, man. Um, I mean, any business is, is having its slumps right now. Yeah. Dollar's not worth what it was. Right. But back to the, the game, um, this pit game, man, this, this, this is the kind of thing. These guys that are, that are in town now they haven't had a lot of success. This would be a big moment for them. And like you said, man, it, it becomes infectious. If we can get a W on Saturday, you know, in front of a raucous home crowd, which I believe that's what's going to be there, um, you know, 7.30, West Virginia fans do a pretty good job of getting sauced up prior to that. And you're not allowed to leave anymore. So, um, I'm excited to watch that game. There's not a lot There's not a lot of juicy games on either. I'll bet a lot of people tune in and are, are casual NCAA football fans. Yeah, there'll be a good audience for that. There was last year. I know it was the first Thursday night game, but that's a good – you can sell, sell that. You can sell the backyard brawl, basically, is what, what I'm saying. So I want to read this Narduzzi quote that I was reading prior to this. I looked it up. Here it is. It was with that that interview that he had. If one player here this would be great. I'm really excited about that 7:30 night game. Couldn't be more excited. I mean, hey, 7:30 in Pittsburgh a year ago. We'll take another 7:30. It'll be a great atmosphere down there. You know, wear your hard hats and get ready to go. It'll be a little different style than the class we have in Pittsburgh. <laughs> what a passive aggressive douchebag. Yeah, he looks like he eats his boogers. Yeah, he um there won't be that many pit fans there. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm excited for them. I am too. Almost as excited as next year, Penn State. I gotta tell you, man. If you live amongst both fan bases, Pitt becomes the lesser of the two evils. Because the Penn State people just act like you never did anything and that they've won the last 12 national championships. Yeah. They're, they always look down on us more so than Pitt. I mean, Pitt, we've held our own against Pitt. In, in fact, for the last 40 years, I mean, we've been better than Pitt. Oh, for sure. I remember an article not so many years ago from a paper up here, basically just beside themselves. We're recruiting the same kids. Why is West Virginia always kicking our butt? But they won one game, so forgotten all that. But the last couple of 730 pit games have been pretty good results for, for the home team. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the last two pit games we had at home were both field goal game winners, I think. Yeah, no, we won 21-20 to in 2011. We actually got – I think we were down like 14 to nothing in that game. And then is that when we ended the game with like four consecutive sacks? Yes, Bruce Irvin. Yeah, 
that was sweet. Yeah, that was great. Um, then Tino, of course, Tino Sanceri or whatever. Yeah, Tina Sanceri. Yeah, that was that was a good one. What do you no, th- definitely definitely more fan of, than I was a player? Um, <laughs> but these, I mean, these are the important ones. And I'll tell you what, you're not going to have to motivate these kids. I heard you guys talking about it. these kids played against each other in high school. They know each other. They played with each other in high school. But a lot of kids on the field. Like, look where our offensive line's from. Typically, I think we got a little more Ohio than we used to, but there's PA guys up the ass on our roster. They know these kids. They're going to have some stuff to say. Yeah, and they, they, um, I don't know if people, I don't know if this was on TV, but they followed us off the field and talked shit to us while we were going in the tunnel. Yep. I saw that on your Twitter. Uh huh. I forgot about that. And uh, I had, I had some buddies come to the game. I actually had COVID last year. Right. During the pit game. I couldn't go to it. But, I mean, their fans were kind of giving us a little WVU treatment. I hope we're just as hospitable to them this weekend. I can They're tell you, travel. since we've been in the Big 12, we have been pretty polite and welcoming. That probably changes on Saturday night. That's because nobody gives a shit about the teams we're playing. Exactly. I don't hate anybody. I don't even hate Texas. I know some people hate Texas. I don't care. I mean, they're they're irritating, but I don't hate them. No, I'm with you, man. I don't care about these teams. Yeah, I want to. I want to play. I'd rather play Rutgers than freaking Oklahoma or Boston College. Man, as bad as things are, it could be worse. <laughs> I don't know. But flatten it all. One super conference. Play regions. Let's go. Yeah. What do you think happened? We think happened Saturday night, Whitey. We're we're about an hour. I'm I'm gonna let you go. But what do you think? Man, I think we're gonna win going away. I think we got him 34-24. Okay. I think we that's win. That that's about where I am. I think. I, I think. I think they're a lot different than they were a year ago. And I I think they're trying to figure it out. When your quarterback's fighting a fan base, that's not a good sign <laughs> during the second game of the year. No, and they, I think Pitt, Pitt, when they had Kenny Pickett, they ran a wide-open offense, and they switched. They went back to ball control, sort of run the ball, and we didn't have any trouble with them running the ball last year. No, Our secondary kind of gave out. They, they thought Slovis was going to sling it around. And looking at Jerkovich, I remember when he was in high school, he played one of those ESPN feature games. He was a big-time recruit. Went to Notre Dame. Then he went to Boston College. Now he's a pit. Tells he you something. thinks he's a little bigger than the program at this point. I'd like to rattle on that guy. I'd, I'm sure our D-lineman will have some things to say to him. Let's hope so. Let's hope, hope so. so. We just can't I, have I any like, – can't muff any punts. We can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, it, the, the the punt muffing seems to be something we've had an issue with as long as I can remember being alive. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, you know you never want to you never want to muff. Well, we didn't muff a punt. We our punt returner did not call the yeah, guys off fast I'll enough. Tell you what, that drives me absolutely insane. I call it the onside punt. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean. That's the only thing you can't have as a return. The good news is I think that will be a point of emphasis this week. That's not the first time that's happened in the last two years. Yeah, and just say tight, you guys got to tighten the fuck up. We cannot have this happen in this game. All 
we got to be solid everywhere. Tell you one damn thing. It's hard to say the punt returner didn't let them know. It's going to be tough to communicate on that field Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be rowdy. The, the, the first time it got super loud was my freshman year when we played Virginia Tech at home. Uh-huh. They beat the shit out of us. They beat us 35 to nothing. Oh, yeah. It was the first time we wore the whites, all whites. And um, I could not hear. I could scream to someone next to me. I couldn't hear a word that they were saying. I, I, I hope that we have that kind of atmosphere Saturday night. I think we will. It's going to be rowdy. 7.30 games have been good for us traditionally. Yeah, and – there's a little extra juice for this one, and I I tell you what, the play, it's up to the players. If the players go out there and do what they're supposed to do, the crowd will just get more intense and will be more and more of a factor. That the, the better they play, they we will feed off of that, and it, it's especially on defense. I mean, if if you go out there, you get a couple sacks. I mean, that they're they will not be able to hear on offense when when Pitt's on offense let me paint a picture for you it's five minutes before kickoff they're getting ready they just finished playing you know uh look simple things or the you know the band thing and us uh, simple gifts or whatever you get pac-man jones on the 50 yard line with a microphone and you let him say what he wants to say for 30 seconds <laughs> you get bruce Irvin on the 50 yard line with a microphone you get Pat McAfee on the 50-yard line with the microphone. Like, I think that's the stuff we need to be looking at. I, I, I don't want to create a sideshow, but like it or not, that's kind of what this is now. You got to. Look at Colorado. Absolutely. That's a fucking Colorado. circus. I don't care what anybody says. And it's working. It is work. Yeah, it's working. An old, fuck, an old fucks like me hate it. I'm just jealous. <laughs> But seriously, get some guys involved, man. I'm, I'm begging for this. Get Reed out there. Shit, they love, like, anybody from those teams. Get them around the players. I mean, it, it can't be a bad thing. No, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I, I think I think we can wrap this up. That's a great way to wrap this up. But I appreciate you stepping in. Coming on the show, I think I think your pers- your perspective on West Virginia football is pretty unique, and maybe maybe we should do this again sometime. I'd be more more than welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Oh, no problem, no problem.